finally with my people. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back for another episode of Granola and Gunpowder. Um, sea time edition. Maybe there should be a theme. <laughs> Someday when we um, have an assistant hired, they'll be right on that. Um, it's just me today, back for my um, second ever edited episode, self-published episode. I... Um, I went home, I needed my mama last weekend and um, had an amazing time and tried to have her listen to like what my draft of uh, this previous, this episode is that I'm like (laughs) re-recording and um, she was, she was bored. So if um, even my mama was a little bored, I thought, "Mm, I'm going to give this one another go. Um, and maybe with a little bit more energy in the in the round. Um, my dogs, you may hear them. They're wrestling in the background. If um, this was a joint recording, I would stop and ask them to leave. But they're just so darn cute. And so um, <laughs> that's explanation for the background. Something that I've been thinking about a lot is kink. Kink culture. Um... And another thing I think about a lot is if you boil this all down, what does it mean? What what remains? And my unprofessional concept is that if you boil down a lot of kink, I think that it's attached to a root, a root need. Um, sometimes it's not even, I often I would say, it's not even a sexual need. Uh, power play is is a huge theme that, that we see. And um, I think if you boil that all down, there's people who feel really powerful, really in control, really in charge of their life typically that want to feel like somebody else is in control. Somebody else has got them inside this this scene, um, you know, or the opposite. Maybe you feel powerless or you feel like you can't control a lot of your life and, and you want to be. Um, the one that's in, in control or you want to be the one that's completely caring for a person in, in that moment. Um, porn sites love to talk about teens, which is uncomfortable for me, but it's probably attached to a feeling of youth or or who the person was at that time. It's like hard for me to even think about it because it's just like so yucky. Um, foot fetishes for me, I would think it's about wealth. Um, you know, a woman who has nice feet probably also, you know, has good hygiene. It's well taken care of unless you're into nasty feet. And then, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say for you. And I I don't have to know what to say for you. (laughs) The point is that our sexual interests um, can be so important to explore because they can tell us something about ourselves and, um, and our, our needs, you know, in, inside the sexual landscape and then also outside of, of the sexual landscape. And so I, um, would encourage everyone to 
explore explore kink and be talking to partners about you know what they're into and and meeting your partners kink um with curiosity um if that's even possible it's funny to even be talking about this because Aaron's had a couple friends, like at least one friend in Memphis, um, who he was talking with about kink or um, probably a friend that he'd met online, probably even our girl, Lizbo. And uh, the friend was like, let me guess, she's white. <laughs> and then, again, uh, Aaron is on the boat and um, the friend that he worked with on the night shift, he was probably again talking about his girl, Lizbo. <laughs> and this guy was like, let me guess, she's white. <laughs> uh, I hope it's not just white people exploring kinks, but I guess in a way there's, it does make sense, but um, hopefully it's, it's a world for everyone. I digress. I want to talk today about um, one of my main types of, of fantasy. It's a little bit vulnerable, um, but I I spend a lot of time with anxiety fantasies, and oh boy, do I have my number. Now, this is like one line of fantasy that maybe sounds sexy, Um I can tell you that these anxiety fantasies are completely lit. They are thorough. They talk, touch on um, every single one of my like deepest held fears, panic, worry. Um, it, it extends beyond even trauma that I've experienced and into this whole new level playing field of um all of the things that that could go wrong. And for me, the the biggest developmental time for my flavor of anxiety fantasies happened um, right after I gave birth to Olivia. Um, I was, to be frank, probably not prepared, not at all prepared, not at all set up for success to, to be a first-time parent, um, which I think contributed to a lot of, of it. But... I also wondered if it wasn't my brain kind of training me to be more on watch, to to look out for things, to um, help her survival. Um, certainly my anxiety fantasies, you know, surrounding her were, were more extreme than what was helpful. Um, I never were there like monkeys that like crawled in through the window of our apartment and like were dancing around her crib. Although, um, you know, maybe she did have some like spiritual visitors that, that needed to be asked to leave. (laughs) Um, who knows, but I can tell you that, um, that's when a lot of my, my fears started. And if I follow all of my anxiety fantasies all the way down, like for me, I guess it, it does come back to power and um, and my lack of power. I've always thought it was interesting when there were people who you would say, you don't want to be on her bad side. You know what I'm thinking? If you don't want to be on her bad side, guess what? I don't think I want to be on her good side either because... It sounds precarious. 
But I've recently started kind of thinking of my anxiety and my anxiety fantasy. Um, I've been anthropomorphizing it. I've been kind of putting a human face on on it. And again, like my boobs identify as female for um, for this anxiety fantasy. And you want to talk about a bitch you don't want to be on her bad side for, um, I would say my anxiety. It's a lot better to get to know her. Um, I don't have a choice really to just not be friends with her at all. And, and if I sit down with my anxiety, she's a funny bitch. She's got jokes. She's got truth. And she's comical. So like specifically relating to power, which my anxiety queen is very interested in. I've started to reframe. Imagine that I had the power to walk into a room and have everyone notice that I'm bloated. Imagine that I had the power to make everyone that I love an addict. (laughs) Imagine that I had the power to be one person's absolute everything. Imagine that I had the power to know everything on a topic. Imagine that I had the power to throw away the IKEA manual. I'm not really feeling like this is hitting the funny bone the way that um, that some of these were when Hannah and I were writing them, but um, but I would invite everyone to think about their sexual fantasies and think about what other fantasy they're living with and, um, and follow it to the root and, um, become friends with the concept of your fantasy or your anxiety, um, or your fear or your worry or your anger like, what is it telling you? And and how can you use that to fuel yourself and and move forward? Just a little uh, food for thought. Hope that you are um, taking good care of yourself. It's nobody else's job to do it for you. And that as we continue to um, sit through, suffer through some of us Virgo season, that maybe you can work to clean up some of your own inner inner gunk and and sort your inner feelings your inner wants and um and learn how to love yourself a little bit better that is all that i have today thank you for um sitting with me and um and my thoughts um it's so nice to have an outlet to be um creating and writing Okay. Enough from me. Take good care of yourself. Love you. Bye.